0: Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome back to M4M Podcast, which stands for Medicine for the Mind, where our purpose is to prescribe a psychological dosage of medicine to help heal and to maintain healthy minds. Today, our episode is entitled Saying No to Silence. Um, I want to start this one off a little different. Um, I actually had a dream that caused me to it submerge me into the world of others and um this is a big one so I just want you all to listen up to this one and I wrote it down so if I'm looking at that's what I'm looking at guys um I had this dream last week um I woke up crying hysterically and I couldn't shake what I was feeling when I woke up So in the dream, um, my family and I we were at this church reception hall, and they were I don't know what the celebration was for, but it was a lot of um, the members that belonged to that particular church. They were there, and then it was this bishop that was there, and majority, if not all, of his family was there as well. Um, so in this reception hall I went over to the vending machines uh, to get a drink or something out of the vending machine and um, while I was there I will say to the right hand side of the vending machine there was a booth and um, the bishop's grandson was sitting in that booth so I went proceeded to the vending machine uh, to, to get a drink or whatever And this bishop came up behind me and kind of wrapped his arms around my waist. And I stepped aside and I I asked him, you know, to to get his hands off of me. Could you stop? So he proceeded on doing it and he's like, no, I'm not going to stop. So then um, to the left of the vending machine there was a replica of my piano that I have at the house. It was just standing on the wall to the left, leaning on the wall. So uh, he got upset with me and he said, I'm going to throw your uh, piano down. And I was like, I don't care. You can throw it down. Just You just do not need to be on me. So he threw my piano down and I took a chair and I started... Slamming the chair into the piano. And then I started, it's like he went down one aisle and I was going down the other aisle just tearing stuff up. But what was crazy in the dream was no one really paid attention to what he did. And I want to go back to this point when he had his arms around me and I was asking him to stop, Um, his grandson that was in the booth saw him and he was looking at his grandfather as if to say what are you doing why, why are you doing that to her but he never told his grandfather to stop so um yeah so we went going down the aisles just messing things up um in that you know in that reception hall but no one saw him they only saw me and people were looking at me as if um something was wrong with me and I started screaming it's like, guys, he's sexually harassing me. He put his arms around me and I told him to stop and, and he wouldn't stop. And I was screaming and I was trying to get people, uh, the, the members in there to, to hear me out, to listen to what I was saying. But they, they looked at me as if I was the problem. And it made me even more upset, angry, because no one was really understanding or even trying to hear me out. Um, so I started screaming again and then, um, I looked at the grandson because he saw everything and I said, you saw him say something. You saw him do this to me, but the grandson didn't say anything. So I kept saying, no one is going to say anything. No one's going to say anything to help me. Y'all, y'all don't hear me crying out to y'all. I'm telling y'all what this man did. And um, <clears throat> as I proceeded to say that, one of my cousins was actually um, in, you know, in the audience or whatever. And I heard her saying for breath. Ugh, I wish she would just shut up. Like, I wish she would stop. And I'm like, how, how, can you, how can you say this to me when it's something that happened to me? I was devastated at this point. And um I pulled out my phone to call one of my other cousins because I was like I was like, I know she's gonna hear me. I know she'll listen to me. I, I just gotta tell somebody, someone has to hear me out. It has to be someone. But uh, she didn't pick up the phone when I called her. So then I went into another area of um this this reception hall it was like it was like a separate like a separate room or something. So I bust through those doors and I said he did this to me, the Bishop, and I. I called his name out, um, but I said he did this to me, and y- you all aren't going to do anything. He put his arms around me, and I told him not to, and he was he was moving in all this extra. Stuff. He did this to me, and and no one will listen to me. Once again, they looked at me to asked to say, what in the world are you doing, and are you talking about? Why would you even say something like that? And I, it it just. At that moment, I felt um, ignored. I felt rejected. I felt like no one would listen to my side of the story. And this whole time while I'm screaming around this reception hall trying to tell everyone what this man did to me, he was just standing there. As, as, As to say, I didn't do anything. And just looking there in the crowd. As if he's like one of the, the audience members just looking at me. And I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, how can you just stand there and you know you did this to me? And I knew at that moment he wasn't going to, to uh, confess to it because he's a bishop. He holds a position, right? So um, at this moment, my family had gotten up and we all uh, proceeded to leave, to leave. Um, When we walked outside, uh, the bishop, um, his brothers, uh, son-in-law, they were uh, standing outside huddled in a circle. And it it had to have been about 10, 12 guys out there standing in a circle. And we had to walk um, a certain way. And the way we went, the way our car was, I'll say, we had to pass them. So, on our way going to our car, his brother uh, stops us and he says, Hey, Ashley, so since we're in the state of Georgia, you can go ahead and file um, a lawsuit against him. But if you do it, we are going to need you to plead guilty. Like, well, not... how How did it work? He said, we're going to need you to say, basically say that it didn't happen. So, I was confused. I'm like you need me to say you want me to file the lawsuit but at the same token you want me to cover it up and say no nothing happened I said that that defeats the purpose of me even doing it so somehow um we ended up in this bishop's car um it was the bishop that was driving his wife was in the front seat um it was a three three row SUV and my mom and dad was in the um the the middle section in the back and then i was in the um the way back section so they were supposed to be giving us a ride to our car because i guess we parked far away from the reception hall of place so we uh got in the car and he the the bishop was quiet while he was driving um and he proceeded to drive and he drove past where our car was and I was like, Mom, uh, I said, do you think he's going to kill us to keep us quiet or something? And she was like, No, I don't think that's going to happen. I said, But he passed where we parked it, like. And then I tried to get my brother-in-law's attention, because uh, he has a firearm, and say, Hey, you know, we we need you to, you know, be ready just in case, because I don't know what's about to happen. So. Uh, we we ended up driving up to this hotel um, and I remember the colors of the hotel was red and blue on the walls of the hotel and when we got to this hotel I told my family to move quickly you guys we got to hurry up and get out of this car because I don't know what he's going to do because at that time the car was still running so we get to the hotel and, um, you know, when you when you drive up to the hotel, normally uh, the passenger side is facing the entrance of the hotel. So, um, my family proceeded to get out of the car, and my dad, um, he waited outside the hotel doors. Uh, he was waiting for my family. He said, you all go in and go sit at the booth and wait, you know, just wait there. He wanted to keep us all together. And so my family went out and I was the last one coming out and my shoe kind of slipped off. So I was um, trying to fix my shoe and the bishop was standing right next to the door. And he was saying, uh, yeah, you, I see you're not moving fast enough. Like you told everybody to move fast. I see you're not moving fast enough and kind of trying to mock me. Um, and I ignored him. Uh, then the bishop walked inside the hotel, and my dad followed him in. And I guess my dad felt that if he has, if he had eyes on him, then we were we safe. Um, so he locked the doors. His wife was getting out the car. Her, um, his wife and I were the last to be out the car. And so I get out the car, and she called my name. And then she said, um, she has a nickname for me. She called me by that nickname. And I was hesitant to go to her because I said, no one heard me. No one listened to me. This is your husband. I honestly don't want to hear anything that you have to say to me. And um, I didn't say that to her. I was silent um, because I didn't know what she was going to say to me. So, I get out the car, and she reaches out her hand or whatever while we're out on the sidewalk. She reaches out her hand to me, and she apologized for what her husband did to me. And I broke down crying. She was crying, and she had told me that she listened to my podcast, ironically, And she said that God um, is using me and it's some people out here that needed to hear what I had to tell them and that was the end of the dream Um, sorry at that moment I woke up and I was crying hysterically Um, Within this dream, guys, and I'm sorry it's taking me a little while to get this out because I can, I can still feel it. But, within this dream, I felt the pain of a victim vicariously through my dream. And... I felt it um when I woke up I felt this I felt like that was something that really happened to me and I still felt rejected I felt alone I felt shame I felt humiliation I felt like no one wanted to hear my side of the story I felt confused and I felt like I was screaming out loud and no one understood the hurt behind my cry um, I was looked at Um, as if I was the problem, as if I was broken and disgusted. And I noticed that I had to cover up my hurt to protect someone else's pride. And hours went by, and I had to constantly tell myself that... (laughs) It's just a dream. It's just a dream. It's just a dream. And then I can I can remember going back to the dream. How the wife of my predator. How she apologized for what her husband did to me. And then she spoke an encouraging word. Into my life. And then that's when I was released from my dream. And I noticed um, that any other dream I would have, I uh, would wake up in the middle of the dream. I never really completed a dream like this one. And it was almost as if I had to um, reach the end so that I know someone would hear me and see me. It was as if I had to get closure Uh, that someone understand and someone that I thought would not even understand actually reached out her hand of understanding and wrapped me in her arms of compassion. I know that this was um, a God-given dream. And right now I want to tell you all. That I am um, speaking up and I'm standing up for every woman, man, boy, or girl who has ever been sexually assaulted, sexually harassed, um, experienced any physical, emotional, mental abuse by anyone. I'm just telling you here that I am standing up for you and I am speaking out for you. Although I did not experience this. In reality but my dream pushed me as close as I can be to your hurt to your pain <laughs> and I can tell you I know I have a touch of what it feels like to be rejected to not be understood to not be heard <laughs> And so many times I noticed that people, they tend to go silent and go numb to their hurt. But I come to tell you that I'm here and that I feel your pain and that I understand. I understand how it feels to go silent because I was silent. we went to the hotel in my dream and when the wife of the predator, of my predator wanted to talk to me um I was silent and I didn't say anything cause I didn't have anything left in me to say but I want you to know that I am standing in the gap between your pain and your deliverance. I've already prayed for every individual in this world that has to ever experienced any amount of pain such as this. And also, I want you all to know that there is a safety zone for you. You can speak up and you are strong you are definitely strong and especially the ones that keep silent are the strongest ones because you wake up every day you go through life knowing that that happened to you and you haven't said anything to anyone that's strong and i believe that you have the strength to speak up (laughs) And if it happened to you, go go seek out help. Pray. Go see a therapist. Go see a psychologist. Do what you have to do, to relief release yourself from this pain. And I also notice with any type of hurt that people have caused, whether it be this situation or any other situation that you experience, I notice that pain and hurt is still linked to unforgiveness so if you haven't forgiven the person that has done something to you um, that means that they you are still carrying that pain and you're still carrying that hurt and I want you all to just pray this simple prayer and it's so simple and small it just says God Help me to forgive those that have done wrong towards me. Allow me to see them as you see them. And not as the hurt that they caused me. I know it's going to take some time to forgive um, whoever has done anything to you that hurt you and I know it's gonna take some time to fully forgive them but it's freedom waiting for you on the other side it's peace waiting for you on the other side of forgiving that person and there's strength waiting for you once you speak up so today I'm closing out and I just want you all to say no to silence there's power in your voice, there's strength, and you can do it. You can speak up. There are people here to listen to you. There is a safety net, um, and you're not alone. There are so many victims around this world that are silent, but you can speak up. And I'm praying that God gives you the strength to speak up against <laughs> Anything or anyone that has caused you hurt or pain. Any abuser that's out there, speak up against them. You have the strength. I hope you all have an amazing day. And thank you once again for tuning in to m for m Podcast. Love you guys.